Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to talk about the Supreme Court because I get so many people constantly wondering about whether government's allowed to mandate vaccines or masks, etc. And I want to explain it in a, in a broader sense because people are so misled about this out in public, so misled. And the constitutional conservatives imagine they understand this system and they don't. They're totally and completely fundamentally confused. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years and I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell people truth like I tell them in this show that they've probably never heard before. And I've been a self-certified master practitioner for almost 20 years. I gave myself that award because so few lawyers truly understand the system. (laughs) All right, enough fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show started. So I want to do a show about the Supreme Court. I know I've done shows about it before, and I... I like to make these shows because it's such a central point that people don't understand. And it's something that so-called constitutional conservatives out in media who claim to be constitutional experts and everything else, they grossly mislead people on this issue. And it's so fundamental. If people understood the message that I give to people, which is the truth, if they understood that, this whole world would change. And this country would not have the problems we have. But because the so-called opposition who claiming to be on the side of freedom in this country is so full of crap and so deceptive and probably mostly just full of a bunch of complete fools, the people are so confused about what freedom is. They're totally confused about the way our governmental system is even set up. Because the lies have been going on for so long now, and with the advent of so-called law schools that have to be accredited in order to pass a state bar, (laughs) and in order to do any of that, you have to regurgitate all this nonsense about Supreme Court opinions. The lawyers are so, so brainwashed at this point that They don't even see the box they've been put in, to the extent they even care. Most lawyers don't care because the way you make money in the law is very simple, and that is you manipulate the system. And by manipulating the system, you fuck other people over for the most part. That's the deal. And if you have access to the power reins of the system, then you can screw people over to whatever extent you want, and it gets blessed by the government. But the reason I want to talk about it again is that I'm getting all these people all the time. I see it on social media. I see it everywhere. People want to know, does the government have the authority to mandate vaccines or masks or anything else? And that question is always argued about by talking about so-called constitutional rights And the discussion in this country about so-called constitutional rights, as though the Constitution gives me rights, (laughs) it doesn't give me rights. The Constitution doesn't give me any rights. The government doesn't give me any rights. You don't get my rights from government. If I got my rights from government, then I wouldn't have any rights. You'd have whatever the government decides to give me. I have rights. We all have rights. The only thing in the Constitution that does anything about rights is the Bill of Rights. It's not even part of the Constitution. It was amendments. And it doesn't do anything with rights. All it does is say that the government can't infringe on the rights. 
or it doesn't grant them. And of course, the anti-federalists all talked about how that was a terrible idea to put it in there because all that'll happen is that over time, the government will treat it as though you only have the rights that the government allows you as they interpret and reinterpret the Bill of Rights. And of course, that's exactly what's happened. And now the lawyers run around and they argue about what the government has said in previous government opinions to determine whether or not you have rights in certain areas. And this vaccine is a classic example. They go back, they talk about the Jacobson case, and they take it apart, and they all these discussions about whether or not the standards this, it's a bad case that, poor holding, does it apply, on and on, like that. And I want to give you a more fundamental understanding of why all of that is utter and complete horseshit. It's just total shit. The Constitution created the judicial portion under Article 3, and all it says is that the Supreme Court shall be the supreme judicial authority in the country. That's it. That's all it says. It doesn't say anything else about it. <laughs> it gives it a little bit of jurisdiction, which just means the kinds of cases can be held. And that's really it. <laughs> Is judicial authority the authority to make law? <laughs> no, it's not. Is judicial authority the authority to issue an opinion and bind everybody in the country to that opinion? No, it's not. Judicial authority is nothing but the ability to hear a case in controversy. The Supreme Court itself has set this out many times. You have to have personal jurisdiction, subject matter jurisdiction. There has to be a case in controversy. It can't be moot. There's all these different things. That's all it's there to do. It's not there to make law. It's not there to enforce law on everybody. It's not there to tell us what the law of the land is. It's not there to do any of those things. It's not the legal department of the federal government. It doesn't get to just pass judgment on something. And on top of that, the difference between putting a judicial authority in there in order for people to be able to bring cases when they think they've been screwed and have the court put the government in check is totally different than having people bring cases to the court and then having the court bless absurdly broad additional powers to give to the government. And that's always the problem. There's no problem with the Supreme Court when it limits the government. When it limits the government, the cases are never problematic. The concept is we have a limited government unless the people agree otherwise. It has to be there to keep things limited. That the government's fucking you over, you can bring a case, and the court is supposed to be there to stand in to protect you from the government. But what the court does is expand out and allow the government, which is the court, to screw you with the government by expanding the government's powers out. It's all utterly idiotic. It turns it on its head. People act as though it's an identical power to say that the government is not allowed to do that as it is to say that, well, yeah, the government's allowed to say to do all and do these things that aren't in there. <laughs> Just expand the government power out. See, those aren't the same. Nobody would agree to it. It's just so obvious. It's so silly. <laughs> the rest is all totally made up. See, it's all totally made up. But in order to believe the official interpretation and narrative that that runs around, which is that in order to find out whether or not the government has the authority to make me wear a mask or to make me take a vaccine, I have to look at what the Supreme Court said in a case, or I have to wait for the Supreme Court to rule. See, if you're inside that narrative, you lose because all the Supreme Court is, 
is a bunch of government workers. <laughs> Would you let the people down at the urine-stinking Department of Public Safety driver's license issuing place? Would you let them tell you something? Would you? Why? Why wouldn't you? Why not? They're government workers. Why don't you just take their opinion? Oh, because they're not a holy judges. Well, who cares? Do you have anything to say about who these judges are who sit on the Supreme Court? No. They sit for life? <laughs> Give me a break. You know, there's not even a number in there of how many justices there can be on the court. You could have just one justice. I think there should only be one justice if you want people to see what a total and complete sham the idea that we're bound to their decisions. You just put one justice up there. If you want to have it run the way we run it now, which is that supposedly you have a case, it goes through, you have one opinion, and then we're all bound to, well, then you need a lot more judges. I think you need one judge from each state minimum. So we need 50 justices up there. And I think you need to get at least the same amount as you would get on a uh, constitutional amendment. You need to get 75% of the 50 judges have to agree. <laughs> How about that? If these rulings, these opinions that they issue, that they just write down, some government worker just writes down, are going to now become the law of the land, that's not unreasonable to say that, well, okay, if I have to get a constitutional amendment to overthrow it, well, then it needs to be as difficult to get an opinion on it as it would be to get a constitutional amendment. And I put that out there only because the very idea that the justices themselves can disagree inside of a single case and yet it becomes so-called law of the land that we all have to obey, I don't understand why that doesn't show people that the system they're told is not true. The Supreme Court opinions are not the law of the land. The presidents used to know that. Jackson so famously said, Justice Marshall has given his opinion, now let him enforce it. <laughs> it's not anything. It's just an opinion. All it is is a way for a case to have a conclusion. If you're going to have federal cases with federal jurisdiction, at some point the case has to end. It has to end at some point. It can't just stay open forever. Okay? And it ends in this country after the Supreme Court rules and then denies any kind of rehearing. That's it. It's over. There's nothing else to say about the case. It's done. Now, unlike places like Great Britain, they have a, the equivalent of a Supreme Court. But then you can appeal, I think, to the House of Lords, and then they can hear it, and they can give a decision on that case. Okay. But nothing about the fact that it's final in a single case means that everybody's bound to it. Who would agree to such an insane situation? Who would fight a war against the greatest superpower of the time and then install a governmental system whereby a group of people who you have no control of at all as the people get installed allegedly for life, which then that is not even true because they just sit for a term of good behavior. That's what it says, a term of good behavior. That's it. Good behavior is not the life. What if they misbehave? They've been suggested again and again that they be removed for all sorts of things. <laughs> it's not just crimes and misdemeanors. Every step of it's a lie. But nobody would agree to a system like this where a group of corrupt government employees get to go meet in a room in secret and come out, write an opinion, and now everybody's bound to whatever it is they say. Who would agree to that? That has nothing to do with a Republican form of government. Freedom, liberty, representation, it's all completely the opposite. And where are the vast majority of these problems they, that we all face when it comes to divided countries? It comes from these bogus Supreme Court opinions. <laughs> that's what it is. And then we're supposed to sit around and interpret them. See, that's not the construct. 
The court is there simply to make a ruling in a single case. And in order for you to even be bound to that ruling and the outcome, you must be served. You must have personal jurisdiction over you and subject matter jurisdiction. And you have to have an opportunity to be heard and you argue and object. If you're not joined in the case, the case doesn't apply to you. And the idea that the lower courts must follow these other courts, that's not in the Constitution. That's a statute that Congress put in. So if it's in the Constitution, we wouldn't need a statute, right? We wouldn't. So that shows you that's not actually part of the Constitution, that a lower court must follow the higher court. That's not the case. The entire purpose of what they call stare decisis, which just means that you look at precedent, was such that you're trying to do justice in the case. And if you have a complicated fact situation or maybe a tricky situation, maybe complex overlapping things, if some other judge had had a very similar case and had written something on it and it made sense, you might use that as, oh, okay, well, that's a good way to look at that. I like that. I'm going to adopt that in this case because it applies and makes sense. But the goal of every single court hearing is supposed to be to do justice. And anything that prevents that needs to be tossed out by Congress insisting that these lower courts must follow the upper court in their circuit, and that circuit must follow the Supreme Court. As soon as you do that, you lock in this concept that will guarantee injustice because they have a very, very small lever. All they have to do is corrupt the appellate courts And then the lower courts all get corrupted as a result. (laughs) That's the way it works. It doesn't make any sense to have anything about how you're bound to it because you're not even bound to a single decision in the court. Court could never order me to even cut down a tree in my yard. Could never order me to, to do anything if I'm not joined in the case. They have to join me in the case. I have to have an opportunity to be heard, to argue. I have to have all that. You don't get any of that in any Supreme Court opinions. See, it's not set up like that. And the fundamental deception is always to drive people into that argument. Well, we need to look and see what the Supreme Court said. Why? Why? I have a right to my bodily integrity, period. The idea that the government somehow gets the authority because the government says it has the authority makes no sense. See, the the concept of the narrative we're given is that the government itself, through its own government workers, that it brings in, which you have nothing to say about, and appoints for life who can't be touched, who can't be voted out, get to simply meet in secret and come out and issue an opinion and then everybody gets bound. See, nobody would agree to that and that's not the system, but that's the system that the people are told over and over, and it's reinforced endlessly by constitutional conservatives arguing about it. And they actually tell everyone this is the greatest system imaginable. And then they tell you that the way you get around it is that you have to organize at a grassroots level to try to get the right kind of people to get into office, to be there long enough so that when somebody retires from the Supreme Court or dies, that then you can try to get the right kind of person nominated who can then try to get confirmed by the Senate and then can be in there when a case finally comes up that you have nothing to do with being argued by lawyers you have no control of, making arguments you have no control of, hearing arguments that may or may not be the best arguments, and then writing opinions that may or may not reflect whatever the arguments were. And that that's supposedly the system we set up. And it's just utterly beyond asinine. 
I don't understand why people can't see that. And I tell lawyers this periodically, and some lawyers already kind of know it, but most lawyers, they, they've never thought about it. They've never considered it because, like I said, that's not how you make money. And if you want to make money as a media figure, as a constitutional conservative, you cannot buck the system. You have to write stupid books all the time that push this crap and talk about the tyranny of the men in black robes and all this other stupid shit instead of bringing up the fact that their opinions are not the law of the land. They're just... Not. See, if you can't understand that the system would never, ever have been agreed to from the very simple explanation I've already given you, then there's nothing that will ever be able to convince you because you just want to continue to believe. But obviously, if a body of unelected government workers People think of them as this holy high thing. It's just a group of losers for the most part, just jokers. Sotomayor? Are you kidding me? Elena Kagan? <laughs> Fucking Justice Roberts? These guys are jokers. Okay, they're jokers. And most of them have just been government employees their whole life. Sometimes they had a part-time job or they, they work for a nonprofit of some kind of fake uh, civil rights kind of organization. Those are all just controlled opposition. They're just breeding grounds for these kinds of people. And then they become government lawyers, and then they become federal judges, and then they become appellate federal judges, and then they get on the court. Well, that just means they've spent virtually their entire life as government. That's all. They're just government the whole time. So I'm supposed to wait for the government to tell me whether or not the government has a right to infringe on my rights. <laughs> I'm supposed to wait for the government to tell me whether the government is allowed to do something. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. See, I don't... It's very difficult for me to understand how anybody can think a system like that will ever work to do anything except what everybody sees, which is government power growing all the time. Most decisions that the Supreme Court makes, they're just made-up things built on other made-up things. Every kind of case, the very first thing you have to have before you even decide a case, and in fact, when you're, when you're briefing a case, like briefing a motion for summary judgment, you have to set out what is called a legal standard for the court to use. What is the legal standard the court uses to evaluate the case? Is there some kind of presumption in there? Is it the beyond a reasonable doubt? Is it clear and convincing? Is it, is it a mere scintilla? All these different standards you have to use, you have to tell the court which one is appropriate, and the other side normally does too. Most of the time people agree. Sometimes there's a disagreement about what standards appropriate to use to even evaluate the case at a trial court level. And then the appellate court has its own standard. Well, guess what? Every one of those things is just a made-up thing that the courts themselves have dreamed up. <laughs> That's it. They're not in the Constitution. This is a made-up thing. The standard you use is huge. If I say, well, you have to show me through clear and convincing evidence, what do you think the difference is between that? Or if I said, well, if you bring me so much as a scintilla evidence, that's sufficient because you have a presumption in your favor. Well, why is there a presumption? Well, because there's another case that said that you're entitled to a presumption. Okay, well, what does that mean? It means it's all made up. That's what I'm trying to show you that Arguing about these details and trying to get 
the the right kind of people in the court and all this. <laughs> That's a huge distraction. It's a huge waste of time. People need to get their mind right. Just like in Cool Hand Luke, you have to get your mind right. You have to understand that the basic fundamental narrative you're given about your so-called rights and what the government can so-called do is a complete tyranny and is not what anybody's ever agreed to. And there is no consent to it. I don't agree to have some star chamber make a decision. I don't agree to have Congress itself make these decisions. I've never agreed that anybody can take my rights just because Congress voted or the Supreme Court said it. It's idiotic. My rights aren't up for voting away or having issued opinions away. It's just not. And the harm that's caused by keeping people in this absurd narrative, which the constitutional conservatives do with the people who actually want freedom, is immeasurable. If people understood the simple principles I'm explaining to you right now, which make perfect sense, as soon as somebody hears them, if they're in any way reasonable, a light goes on, they go, oh shit, yeah, I never thought about that. You're right. And why would a Supreme Court opinion ever be valid to bind the entire country if it doesn't at least have to be unanimous? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's it's, oh my God, it's all so crazy. See, the Supreme Court is supposed to rule on issues of law. And if they're constitutional questions, important constitutional questions, and yet you can't even get agreement on the Supreme Court amongst these, these so-called justices, we were just government workers. That's all they are. They're just government workers. If you can't even get agreement amongst these government workers over something, how the hell can you possibly try to claim that it can be imposed on the entire country? Can you see that? I don't... I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a very important point, and it's so fundamental that it's just... Most people, they've never been exposed to this idea, and I blame these constitutional conservatives and media, especially these talk radio guys who have been on the air for 35 years brainwashing people with this stupid shit about the idea that we have to go and get the right people on the court. That's the only solution we have. (laughs) Just uh, look at the concept that the government is able to write a law that takes away your rights and that the country of hundreds of millions of people have to sit around and get abused by that and then hope that another government panel that they have nothing to say about can come out with a split idea, split decision, and just say five to four, but yes, the government's authorized to take your stuff like that. And then that's so-called, that's it. That's it. It's the end of the discussion. (laughs) Just How can anybody not see how absurd that is, how far from freedom and liberty and representative republic and all this stupid shit that those those jokers on radio and TV talk about all the time and then continue to support this concept that makes literally no sense with it. It's not even just, it makes no sense. It's completely and totally contradictory idea. And yet they defend them both and claim that we have the greatest system ever. I just... I hope the points I've made in here were made well enough for you to see. And people need to hear this message. I really hope people hear this message. The world would be so different if people understood the very simple, basic concepts I've tried to explain to people over and over again through this show. And 
you know, they either are going to get it or they don't. The best I can tell, people just, they don't care. The shows, it doesn't really grow much. And it's like, okay, you know, <laughs> they want to keep supporting these guys who are not their friends in this so-called constitutional conservative movement who just tell them complete and total lies about the system and continue to support what is a system that will absolutely enslave you. If you think you can trust the government to tell you whether the government has the right to do something to you or not do something to you, you are very delusional and you are incredibly naive. And I just I can't stand having to live amongst people like you, people that dumb, really, truly that dumb. Most of the time, a lot of it's just arrogance and ignorance, but some of it's just simple stupidity. So, well, that's all I'm going to say about it right now. If you like what I have to say, I try to tell people about this stuff on Twitter. I'm legal man at U.S. Law Review. And I want to thank the people in Patreon who support my show because... You know, it takes time and effort to make the show. And if people heard my message, this world would change. And they make that possible because I already know this stuff. And I've tried to tell people about it for years. And my time's valuable, just like everybody else's. And I hope it helps people. But those people, you know, they show me a lot of integrity by supporting my uh, time. And I appreciate that. I really do. And as of right now, there's no update on the movie schedule. Still hoping to start at the end of October and be done with the shooting, have the movie out early next year. That movie is The Jones Plantation. It's going to be a great project for Liberty. Larkin Rose wrote it. I'm going to play Mr. Jones. And I'm really looking forward to it. I decided to do that part and came out from behind the curtain in order to do that. And I think it's well worth it. So I hope people support that project. I really, really do. And beyond that, I think I'm just going to wrap it up at this point. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day, wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time for Legal Man. Oh, gosh.